I mean, we're conditioned from the day that you enter preschool to we're, we're taught how to be employees. We're taught how to be robotic, to take orders, to take direction from authority, etc., and to think very inside the box. Hey guys, how's it going? Co-host producer James Hughes here with another episode of the Grinding for Greatness podcast. We have an amazing guest with us this afternoon, Tracy Miller, who is a real estate extraordinaire um, with millions of dollars worth of properties in her name. Tracy didn't always start in real estate, and that's part of why we have her on this uh, episode for you guys here. So many of us aren't in where we want to end up. A lot of us don't even know where that next step is, but we just know this isn't it. Tracy's gone through that journey and hopefully with a little insight, be able to hit some of those pitfalls that she went through that with a little guidance we ourselves can possibly avoid. Tracy, how's it going? Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We love your time and we love your insight. So thank you for being here. And I mentioned before that you didn't always start in real estate. So what we're going to do is we're going to get a little bit of a timeline of where you started to where you are now, and then we'll go back and start to pick out some of that inspiration and some of those turning points. So you started in the government agency. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, aside from high school jobs where, you know, everybody, I fast food, et cetera. Once I hit legal age 18, I jumped into working for the state of Montana. That's where I'm, I'm from is uh, Southwest Montana. Both of my parents were government employees, so they retired after 30 years of service at the same entity. They worked with uh, developmentally disabled people. So I got pregnant at a very young age and needed the safety and the security and the benefits that come from uh, when you've got a child on the way. So I joined my parents at the same place and, um, you know, just to have the insurance and to have the benefits, et cetera. And then I transferred to the men's state prison at 19 years old and moved on because it was better pay. You know, I was constantly looking for the next thing to improve my life, but that was through, um, you know, higher paychecks, not necessarily better working conditions or anything along those lines. I was just looking for more pay. <laughs> so, yeah, I got my start there in those two government entities. And then one thing that I feel like our audience can absolutely identify um, a lot of similarities there is the aspect that you were chasing the higher pay and to an essence in that beginning of that journey, that was what was important. That was supposed to be what fulfilled you and made you happy. And so you're looking around, you're a product of your environment based off of pattern. You see the, the comfort that your parents had in terms of the benefits, in terms of pay and things like that. So very easy to try to follow along those patterns, thinking that's what's going to be sustainable, especially at an early age. Yeah. You're not supposed to know what you're going to do at 20. Like that's just going to be out. If you're a 20 year old right now, you're going to be doing something different later on in life. If you're not, then you've, you know, you are the unicorn in that sense. So as you're, as you're following this pattern and as you are just chasing that next high paycheck, um, one, sounds like you had a lot of responsibility and a lot of pressure um, just already starting off there, which is a lot different than me starting at McDonald's. Um, you're starting in the men's prison, which is way more aggressive. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever dealt with someone where you gave them a McDouble instead of a McChicken. It Ooh. can be a nightmare, but. I, I, um, I'm sure. <laughs> so as you're going through and you're following that paycheck, let's talk a little bit about what you're feeling in. I imagine as the scale of responsibility is growing, as those paychecks are growing, you are 
more or less retracting inside. You're feeling less and less fulfilled as everything around you is looking more fulfilled. Let's talk a little bit about that, how you started to identify that in yourself and then kind of what led from those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that at that young of an age, I was still what I call employee institutionalized, where I didn't know that there was a life outside of, you know, nine to five was the ideal to me. That was if I could reach nine to five weekends off, then I would be happy. Like mm-hmm. for me, that that's where I can have time with my kids after school. I can have weekends off to, to travel, but that's an employee mindset. Where, I mean, we're conditioned from the day that you enter preschool to we're, we're taught how to be employees. We're taught how to be robotic, to take orders, to take direction from authority, et cetera, and to think very inside the box. So I didn't even, know what was out there in the rest of the world like when I saw people that ran businesses I I thought there was a manual for that I thought there was a you know you go to college to learn how to run a business or how to um, be successful in those areas because as an employee as a student in school there there's a manual for everything there's a how-to there's policy there's procedure there's exact steps on what to do what not to do there's punishment if you're wrong um, there's there's a demotions, promotion, but but your thinking, your critical thinking, your actual in innovative thinking is so limited that you're really kind of a robot. So when I was in these early stages of government work, I was literally that. I, I wasn't free thinking. I wasn't seeing outside of the box. I was just taking orders and looking at the next progression that was allowed for this, this path in life. And it, you know, it really wasn't until I started to see outside of that, that there was something else that existed, that I really started to set goals. Because I, when, when I was younger in this, this mindset, there was no goal to be had that was set for me with the next pay step. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes perfect sense. Especially you're talking about that, that employee mindset of staying within that box. So you can't have everybody with complete autonomy, um, especially as an organism, because then you have a thousand individual ones, right? But we're not talking about the majority. We're talking about the special individuals who feel like there's something more, who are in those boxes and are feeling not just limited, but are feeling like they're being taken away from because they don't have a chance to maximize exactly who they are. You're not going to find that out unless you are in those situations or unless you have the opportunity to see that adversity. Yes. Yes. And, and, and to finish that, that thought with your question, like not feeling fulfilled. I, I I don't think that at that point in my life, I realized how unfulfilled I was because again, I hadn't given my myself permission to see more. Um, So it was really a time of exploration into more of learning what I didn't want in life than what I really wanted. I hadn't allowed myself to dream, to plan, to, to want. I just avoided what I didn't like. I'm like, Ooh, this is not fun. Um, shift work, working at 6am, getting off at 2pm, exhausted, you know, going home, taking care of kids, missing out on Christmas programs, missing out on birthdays, uh, you know, asking for days off six months in advance when you don't know (laughs) what I didn't want. that. So I started like avoiding and moving away from things that I didn't like, like rather than identifying and moving towards what I did want. So if you're in that position right now in life where you feel like you're not being fulfilled or you feel like, God, this is just depressing because, you know, I feel like there's something more, but we're just not quite there yet. 
this right here is that clear sign that there is that next level. You don't know what there is next, but you just have to have the confidence in yourself to start to let that grow. You were talking about being in that employee mindset and being in that box. Well, they give you all the structure to ask for help, but they never give you the structure to build yourself, right? So in that sense, you're not going to have the confidence to be able to take that chance for yourself because it's never been promoted. It's never been given to you. So just in that sense, you're already kind of taking two steps backwards when you're trying to think about moving forward. And so it's that sense of limiting you. So as you're starting to break these, these, these chains, uh, as you're starting to break out of this box a little bit, let's talk a little bit about physically where those next journeys are. Yeah. Um, so, um, so from there I picked up, it, it's, it's interesting that you said that, yes, I had to find for myself the, the manual or the, the information to start building myself. And I discovered self-development, personal development, uh, type of books. And I got junky on them. I, I mean, I geeked out on every personal development book you could possibly uh, put in my hands. And that, that was really the door that kind of opened. And I started to realize, I'm like, wow, I can be more, I can do more. I can, um, there, there's possibility out there. And so it was like looking through a window, but I didn't really believe it yet. Uh, so from there I continued. So I started college, you know, raising at this point, I've got two kiddos, two daughters, and a terrible relationship. Personal personal life has been a nightmare for me up until the last five to 10 years of my, <laughs> my life. I had a lot of stuff I had to work through with personal development books. Um, but I put myself through college because that's what I was kind of told the next step was. If you want to be successful, you get a college degree. I didn't know any better, uh, which it was great because it did open the doors for a lot of promotions within the jobs that I was working. I went from working in the prison into uh, training and development. So I took on a position with the Department of Corrections where I oversaw um, orientation and all sorts of different um, new employee type of training, which opened the door for me to start writing curriculum, presenting, giving giving training courses, facilitation across the U.S. I actually got to go to quite a few conferences and speak on different topics. Um, and then I got into organizational development which opened up the door for huge learning because I started to see the world as a big picture. Instead of just me as an employee, I saw how organizations function, how cultures function, leadership. I got to really dive in and learn in-depth tactics with leadership, which from there, I started to see more opportunity. And to me, again, employee mindset, it's like, oh, well, I could work in different government entities, afraid to let go of the government entity for some reason. It's it just that was the safety net that was beat into my head. You need benefits. You've got kids. You have to have retirement. You have to have health insurance. Like there's no other option. So I started to look at bigger government entities and I, I turned my eye towards the FBI. I turned my eye towards um, the U.S. military just as maybe, maybe I could do this. I've got this background in a branch of law enforcement. So I decided at this point, I was a hundred thousand plus in debt from student loans and discovered that the U.S. military reserves, I couldn't go full active duty because uh, at this point I have another failed relationship and I've got three daughters and would never, ever take my kids away from their dad. Um, so I decided that if I did reserves, army reserves, I could have assistance paying off my student loans. I could gain all sorts of skills that would then again, allow me to promote, to get into a better job. And my, my 
long-term goal was to join the FBI. Um, so yeah, I joined the U.S. Reserves and they didn't pay off the contracts that they said they were going to, um, but I got amazing experience there. Um, don't regret it for a second. I got lifelong friends out of it. So much growth, so much journey in that, that I would never give it back. I mean, the amount of resilience that I learned while away in just basic training, AIT training was, it changed my life completely and totally. Amazing. And there we have, like, we have a lot to decompact right here. There's a thousand <laughs> awesome talking points to go. Um, if you can see my notes right here, just this one question, I got like a lot to talk about. Sure. So just in terms of storytelling, just in terms of where we are right now, you've been climbing the ladder from the bottom tier of you, you just need that minimum job to go through. Now you're starting to break through to that perspective of that C-level executive. You're starting to see the bigger picture. You're starting to get on top of the box that you've always been in. You're not quite at the top of the ladder yet, but you're at least off of that ground level, right? So a couple of things. One, everything you did along the way, again, that's not real estate, but look at how much you took away on every step along the way there. That being said, you listening right now, audience, if you're in a position right now and it doesn't work out, that's not a failure. It's only a failure if you decide it's a failure. Take something away from that to the next experience and automatically that right there was a learning uh, situation, automatically became a positive. So for you and your journey to where you are now, you did that every step of the way and you had the most badass people doing it from the military, from police officers, from the highest in training with discipline and everything that goes along there. So not only congratulations there for just being mindful along that path that you go, but also let's talk about the whole personal life side of things, because, you know, it's easy to sit here and talk about, you know, make more money. You got to grow a business. You got to do this. You got to do that. But we aren't robots and we have lives and other stresses that exist outside of that right there. As a parent, everything changes. Your entire view of the world changes once you have that dependency there for you. Right. And so a lot of times people will just step into, I don't want to say complacency, because if you're taking care of your kids, you're already an amazing person. Like you're already going above and beyond. Right. But it's so easy for a lot of people to put their stuff on the background, to put their stuff on the back burner because they need to put forward for them and they plateau themselves in that right there. If you are somewhat of a toxic person and you have these unhealthy tendencies that's that foundation you're trying to build your future on. So you can't get to the top of that ladder if the bottom rung, you're constantly stomping out because that's just who you are as a person. You're a little too hot-headed or a little too heavy-footed or whatever. So you have to be mindful of these where you are right here, of who you are as a person. What are your tendencies and patterns? And it sounded like you had a very clear uh, perspective of that early on. And so as you're not only gaining your own support system, doing your own structure, but you're able to apply that at the same time to this career ascension that you're trying to go through also. Yes. So with that process, as you're, as you're making that, I'm sure it's not one of those things that it's a checklist of next, I need to learn this about myself. And then I need to learn and apply this to myself. There's no rule book to it and it all blends together. So let's talk a little bit about how, when you notice you were getting stability in your personal life, you were getting gains in your career life. Let's talk a little bit about that uh, give and take there. Yeah, for sure. 
I, I know that it directly paralleled my, I, I say in stages, I had a couple different huge growths in my career or in, in, in both of them paralleled with my personal life getting better as well as, and with that is my taking better care of my physical self. They're, they're always in a line. I started eating better, exercising, my personal relationships got better. My career followed all always. Um, so at that time, I know I, I'd really recognized some serious codependency issues in myself. I just, I had terrible relationships back to, you know, childhood things that, you know, it is what it is. We've all got baggage. And at some point you have to, un, you have to do the work to, to fix it and to un, unpack it. Um, so I really started to work on identifying like, man, why am I am the, I'm the common denominator for every failed relationship. It's me. I'm in every one of them and I am hard to, to handle. And it came down to just a lack of being able to function on my own. And it's probably a lot of that, that safety net, that, that fear of abandonment or whatever it is, but that was crippling my ability to, to truly believe in myself, to truly have confidence in things I wanted to do because I needed somebody else, whether it be the government job to, to provide me with benefits or whether it be um, the man in my life to help me financially in case something doesn't work out. Some serious codependency issues. And I just started tackling that and really learning to be alone in life. And I got my first taste of that in the military when I was gone for basic and AIT because I couldn't, there was no coping. There was, you you were by yourself in a room full of people you didn't know in a very scary, uncomfortable situation. And you can't go drink a beer. You can't jump in a car and go drive. You can't listen to music and zone out. You just have to put yourself through it and just feel the emotions. And I would continually remind myself in times of loneliness that it's like, I've been here before. I did this for nine months straight. I came out bigger, better, and stronger. So this is just me getting tougher. And it it laid the foundation for me to the point now where it's, I actually prefer being alone. I absolutely love it. I've got an amazing husband now, but um, I, I started going out backpacking alone on the weekends. I, I, work out alone. I, I do a I go out to restaurants alone. <laughs> I travel alone. And it just made me so much stronger that it, it's like bulletproof armor that there's it's every circumstances around me cannot work out. And it doesn't matter because I'm whole and I have everything within myself that I need to survive the next thing. Finding that void and filling it with something positive is exactly what you did right there. Yeah. And a huge aspect of that is that comfort zone. Uh, we talk all the time about how nothing grows in that comfort zone except for complacency. I want to add to that too. Something else grows in that comfort zone. And that's everything in the world you don't like about yourself that you're never going to change yeah. because it's inside that comfort zone. And it's very comfortable to just say, that's mm, who I am or mm, that's someone else's problem to have to deal with it. And it's a little harder to have to deal with yourself and learn that you have to have a complete change in pattern and action and realize who you are there. Very uncomfortable to do that sometimes. But yeah. if you're trying to grow, I mean, nothing grows in that comfort zone except for things that aren't going to grow healthy. So you have to constantly be able to push. And it sounds like that was a lot of that fuel that got you moving along your journey, not only with yourself, but then also with the business, because multiple steps there, it would have been easy to find that comfort zone, but there was just something a little bit more that you wanted. And that's what I'm talking about with our audience that 
you have something else, wherever you're at, you're looking around and you feel like this isn't quite good enough and you need to grow and scale and you need to grow in yourself. That's what these lessons are for to reapply to that as you scale. So speaking of scaling, as you've hit that top of that box that we were talking about, you're outside of that employee box. You're no longer thinking of just an employee. The structure is already given to you and you just have to follow suit. You're starting to make decisions for your own career and in your own path. So let's go ahead and start climbing up the ladder now. What was the next step in that journey for you and some of the thought processes that you were having as pitfalls were coming up? Yeah, so at this point, personally, I'm in a, a stable, good relationship, the first really healthy relationship I'd ever been in. Um, I'm com competing in mountain bike races. I'm doing bodybuilding shows. My nutrition is on point. I'm taking care of myself, learning new things, just exploring hobbies of things. So I'm really, really getting to know myself instead of like having hobbies and interests that other people had that I kind of followed along with. I myself am extremely interested in this, 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 and this, and I'm trying all these new things. I'm growing so much. Uh, and then from there, I'm, I'm actually working in a corporate job. I switched over from state work to corporate because I had heard that if you work on a salary, you'll be promoted based on your skills and your abilities. And maybe you can work a little bit more freely. And if you get all your work done, you can go home. It's not the structured setting that I was desperately trying to get out of. Um, and it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. They just give you more work. <laughs> I love how every step along the way, someone's giving you some sell tricks every step of the way. There's a little paper trail here of, uh, yeah, well, you yeah. can get this, everything you want. We have it right here. All we need is uh, you to commit, just commit, just commit to us. <laughs> yes. So at that point I, so I'm, I'm at work and one of my coworkers gets back from a trip to Africa. And I was like, how did you go to Africa? Like, cause travel has always been a dream of mine. I'd only been, I think to two States at this point. I'm like, who goes to Africa? Like nobody can afford that. Oh, it's because you don't have kids. And he's like, no, no, my wife is actually a real estate broker. I'm like, Oh, so I get on the Google machine and I'm like, real estate agents only make like $32,000 a year. And at this point I'm making, you know, more than, more than double that. I'm like that's doesn't make sense. And he goes, well, no, she's the broker. She owns the business. I'm like, so is there actually money in real estate? And he goes, oh yeah, there's money to be made in real estate. And then he goes, you know, you should talk to my wife. He's like, you actually have a lot of the attributes that would make a really good real estate agent. You should just talk to her. And I'm like, well, if he just went to Africa, that fits the lifestyle that I, I'd like to go to Africa. <laughs> so I sat down and I talked with her and she said that my high energy and my just kind of go get them attitude was something that she was looking for. And I, within three weeks, I took the real estate pre-test, took the test, took all, got everything I needed to be licensed and gave my notice at my job within three weeks. I fully just jumped in, was, was ready, knew that this was something that I wanted to do. I could taste the freedom. I could see the, the uh, possibility, the opportunity, and I hit the ground running and I was the top producer in my area within the first two years of business and was making almost, well, I was, my first year in business, I made $180,000. So I doubled my, my income from the previous job, the safe job that everybody told me I was crazy leaving because it was irresponsible as a mother of three kids to, to step out and to do something like that. 
And how many times do we hear that? You're crazy for doing this. Don't do that because of this. Don't do that because of that. Don't do this because I don't have the vision that you have is ultimately what I hear when it comes down to that. What you said, one thing, perfect. If I have to summarize this entire show into one thing, it's opportunity, not just there's this fallacy that opportunity is just whimsically out there and you either find it or you don't. And it's just that easy. And it's not, it, it is, you have control over that opportunity. Yeah. So you saw the opportunity, but you had the conversation with him. Look at everything you did in your life that put you in position to be there at that moment to then have that. You knew what you wanted. You knew what you didn't want. So you knew when you heard of a scenario, how you can make that into your opportunity. Then you went forth and executed and here we are now. And so you have to be, you have to be mindful of these little opportunities that you never even know that you're setting. You never even know could be a possibility, but having that confidence in yourself, understanding what you like and don't like, you're going to be able to see those moments when they arise and kind of visualize how that's going to be beneficial for you. And so. taking every past experience. Like, I love what you said about previous jobs. It doesn't matter where it, everybody has to get a start somewhere and making the absolute most of the opportunity that those jobs give you. I mean, in fast food, I learned customer service in working in the prison. I learned compassion. I learned conflict resolution. I learned just different ways to communicate with all walks of life. And, you know, in, in the military, same thing. It's like, you're not always going to be the boss. Sometimes you have to just kind of follow suit. There's so many, there's a lesson and there's something to grow and to better yourself from every single job you have, every school experience, every horrible relationship, every good relationship. And you, if you choose to make the best of yourself with those opportunities, they're gifts. Exactly. Beautifully said. And same thing, like you were talking about earlier, as you were growing yourself and your own happiness and your own aspects of there, finding out things that, you know, you're not dealing with friends because you like the camaraderie. You're doing things now that you enjoy. So we want to break it down to the self person. You are now able to find that, you know, that 30% gray space in your brain where you can creatively play and start thinking about futuristic things and start using that frontal lobe for exactly what it's made for. You're able to take that time to adjust it to yourself that, if it's not there, again, we're going right back to the cracks of the foundation. You're not going to be able to grow something strong on what that is. So let's talk about your day-to-day -day now with where you are. So we know exactly where things were before. We know a little bit of how things have built to uh, get to where they are now. Let's hear about now and let's hear about what you want to do next. What's the next journey for you? Sure. So I went from sales in 2016, I started selling. And by 2017, I recognized that in order to have an exit plan, I needed to start investing in real estate as well in order to, you know, because as, as a real estate sales agent, you're the golden goose. If you stop selling, you stop earning. And I knew that I didn't want to sell forever because my ultimate plan from day one always was freedom. I want freedom of time. I want freedom of place. I want freedom of mind. Um, and in order to get there, I knew that I needed to find something passive. So the first chunk of change that I, that I saved, I mean, from real estate, I started tucking every penny I made. I live very, very within my means, very frugally. And I paid off 100% of my debt in the first couple of years of working and still to this day have no personal debt, won't, you know, pay cash for everything, live, we reinvest or re, we invest 
80% of earnings every single year into real estate, um, starting to branch out into other avenues as well. But to date, I'm in the process of purchasing three more properties on a 1031 exchange. So that makes up the bulk of my day right now is investing. Um, when we complete the, the sale or the purchase of those, we'll have, uh, I think, 16 doors at that point, 15 doors, 15 doors minus my personal property. Um, it makes our net worth. Uh, we just just got over the four million mark. Which All right, is congratulations! Crazy, crazy, and it took me seven. I, I started seven and a half years ago. So these things happen, and they happen quickly if you live within your means and if you have a goal, which I've always got a five, a ten, fifteen year plan. And about uh, mid December, I made a drastic life decision to to, to change the way uh, your show is a lot about working smarter, not necessarily harder. And I realized that I had totally lost myself in the last seven years during the course of the hustle. I call it the hustle culture, the, you know, wearing the busy badge. Every time somebody talked to me, they're like, I'm sorry, I know you're busy, but and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. I actually am too busy to have this conversation. I mean, I was working 16 plus hours a day, seven days a week, holidays, just nonstop work, 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 work. And I absolutely loved it because I was accomplishing things, but I had become addicted to accomplishing things. And that the, the reward for that accomplishment was status, was top producing agent, all these, you know, status things right and, and temporary things too because next year there's going to be another top producer so yeah not not if i kill myself and compete right which yeah. is what i fell into i fell into that hustle culture of just compete 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 very masculine energy and in the course of that i really lost sight of my why and my why going into this from from the very beginning was to create a life that i loved and to create a life of freedom and authentic to who I truly was. And that, that along this journey, I really discovered who I was. And that was somebody that was free and just wanted to give to the world to create things. I'm very much a creator. Uh, I love writing. I love podcasting. I love doing all these things. And I looked back and I'm like, over seven years, I quit backpacking because I didn't have time. I quit mountain biking because I didn't have time and I was so out of shape. Um, I did manage to do a, a a cage fight in the midst of that, but burnt myself out so much because I had nothing left to give that I completely quit exercising for a year after that fight because I was so wore out. Then I started to have memory problems. And then I started to basically get to, I, my, I had some heart, heart issues that were starting to fire up. And I thought, what am I doing? I am stuck in the money-making machine. And I looked at it and I'm like, I don't even I don't want money. Like I've got enough. I've reached my goal was to when I can replace my income from that last corporate job with passive income, that's enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had surpassed that at that point. I'm like, why am I still doing this? This is crazy. Cause in my mind, I wanted to retire by 45 and I reached that same goal at 39 years old. And so December 31st of this year, I decided, you know, I'm going to step back from selling and I'm going to gift that to my, my agents, like pass some of that out to some of my agents. Cause I, I, did, I started a real estate brokerage in the midst of that too. So I have um, agents at the time I had 11 agents that worked for me, but I decided to step back and downsize. So I lost a couple agents, um, sold my rope, my brokerage went to kind of more of a remote setting. I now work from home because I value being home for my daughter. When she gets home, I value being home with my dogs. They're sleeping right here behind me. 
uh, and made some drastic changes in order to get out of the money-making machine and to really get in alignment with my true self. So now, long answer, sorry. Now oh, no, you're I fine. Spend, <laughs> uh, basically slinging deals a little bit here and there on my own investment properties, um, managing my own properties, which it's literally you know, five hours of work a month to manage my properties on average. And I spend my days writing, speaking, podcasting. Um, I give presentations every now and again. I write for a magazine here and there. And I travel in my sprinter van and explore the world with my dogs. Perfect. Beautiful. And with all of that, too, I mean, you were able to establish that time for yourself. You know what I mean? Like everybody, 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 everybody. Starting your business being in the business till you die, it should not be the idea of the business. That, that, that is not what the business should be. There should be some form of exit strategy always, right? And hopefully something's going to be, you know, benefit you along the way. So even with you in that sense right there, you essentially, with that culture that you created for yourself, you had that exit strategy and a linking into that, that burnout. That's one thing that we talk about all the time is burnout, 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 burnout. And we know how burnout is going to affect the other areas of your career and the other areas of your workforce. But this is a clear example of how the burnout went on to affect you personally in your personal life, which then turns right back around and affects the career aspect of it and the work side of that too. So you have to know when that's happening and be able to identify from there so you can have an opportunity for that exit strategy. One thing that you mentioned that I feel like is absolutely wonderful is you said you established your why. You didn't know your why you established your why it's an ever growing learning process. So your why at 18 is not going to be your why at 25 would not be the why at 45, right? So you're constantly reevaluating who you are as you grow as an individual, who your business is as it grows in scale and you're understanding why you're doing it every step of the way, right? You knew the why in the long term, your freedom your freedom to be there for your daughter, your freedom to make your own decisions, your freedom to travel when you want to, you knew those long-term. Then there was little whys that you established along the way to get there. And then when you sold your business, you sold that, that hustle mentality and that, that, that hustle grind, you sold it to be able to reap the fruit of all these seeds that you've been planting along your career and along that way. Something I feel like our audience has a tremendous amount of value that they can take away from everything that we've learned today in this podcast. Yes. Yes. And I, to add to that and in, in finality on that is that it's never just because you start a business, which I really struggled with this. It's like, I, you start to identify with it. You're like, I am a real estate broker. I have, and everybody knows me by that in my, you know, my local area. And it's okay to start over. Like, if, if I'm attaching to this because it's my identity, then that, that's usually my indication it's time to let it go because I've attached too much back to those codependency things, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, 39 years old, it's okay for me to pivot and try something new. I mean, I've, I'm not even midway through life if I'm lucky enough to hit the average life expectancy. And why not spend the last 40 years of my life? I've, I've established financial freedom. So now it's like I get to do what I truly want and what the world needs. And that's where it's like, writing and doing creative things for me is, is a little bit of a gift to the world because I don't have to do it. I'm not doing it to survive. I'm not doing it for any benefit other than sheer joy and a gift to the world of something that's come from my soul and shared with somebody else's. The greatness that you've been grinding for. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. 
so where can, um, if anybody wants to keep up with you either on the socials or get in contact with you, where's the best place to uh, find you on the social space? Yeah, I think the best place is probably on my podcast and it's vicarious. It's a, let's see, www.clockoutthevicariouslife.com. And then for you guys, you know, we're on everywhere, whether it be YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, TikTok, wherever you, wherever you consume content, we are there to be consumed. So find us there grinding for greatness. Tracy, we loved having you on the show. Thank you for your time and your insights. Anything you want to say before we go? Nope. Just go get it. Go forth and conquer. That's what I tell all my people. All right. Sweet. Until next time, guys. Go team.